You better prepare for this one. Why? You may think you know everything. He's an idiot. But I'm here to spill the truth. And I don't miss. History part of This is the tantalizing truth. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Tantalizing Truth. Nick Feta and Tom Salo here, as always. Um, Nick is currently on a ski vacation, so he is first-time skier, too, I hear. So yeah, they have not been strapped on yet. <laughs> That's for sure. Tomorrow, I think, is the grand, grand trial. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm just hoping I can stand up, man. So it's... <laughs> We're all praying for you, Nick. And I also have some more breaking news not related to sports. I have gotten through a season and three quarters of The Mandalorian. I'm almost done with season two. I would like to thank Nick Feta for recommending the show to me. And what a great recommendation it was. It's such a good show. I really, yeah, really glad I got into it. So thank you for that, Nick. This is the way. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got Deshaun Watson trade rumors, the Jets, James Harden. A little bit of Kyrie Irving, and Nick and I are going to then review our wildcard weekend picks. But before we begin that, we have a very special guest today. He is coming over from Nick's Film School. He runs their player breakdowns and helps produce their podcast, and you've probably heard his name and voice. It's Chris Persianen, who is a freshman at Fordham University, with Nick, and Nick and I are sophomores, but he is new blood at WFUV 90.7 FM. So Chris... Welcome to uh, The Tantalizing Truth. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm excited to be on the show. I'm excited to, to talk about these topics. I have to say, it's a little, little disappointing. You haven't already seen The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you're correcting that now. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the least you can do, so... Thank you. Thank you. Just glad I'll, to be on the show, though. Thanks I'll again. Also for forgive, I'll also forego this as well. I actually didn't see Star Wars until last New Year's, like ever. So, loser. Now I'm like, oh, God. In love with the stuff. But, you know, I have my opinions it's about good. It's, it's good stuff. Greatest of it all time. Stuff. But let's get right into it. We got to start in the NBA. James Harden has been dogging it in Houston. As we all know, he's kind of being a little lackadaisical. He's being very uh, articulate about his team and the direction that the Rockets are heading in. And as recently as last night, basically straight up came out to the press room and just said, like, this whole situation is crazy. This is something that uh, can't be fixed. And then he just walks out of the room, gets up and leaves. No repercussions. No one stops him or anything. And then John Wall fired back saying, how the hell are you going to come out here saying that our team stinks. You didn't even give us a chance and we need everyone to pull in the right direction. And it's like, why are you bailing after nine games? So Chris, I want to start with you because you are the guest, but you, um, on Nick's film school, I know that people in the James Harden trade rumors, and I've heard people say that the Knicks should trade for him, which I really, really think is a horrible idea. I think any team that tries to trade for Harden right now is either really desperate or just really stupid, but from your perspective and these comments, do you think that it's worth playing hardball with these teams to get rid of Harden? Or do you think 
you can sort of salvage the relationship, calm him down, and he can uh, come back to work and want to perform pretty much. I think it's about getting the right kind of offer. Okay. Um, I disagree that any team that trades for him is desperate or stupid. I think, uh, for example, look at Philadelphia, right? They have Simmons and Embiid and assets around them. Shooters, Harris, bit of a creator, but, you know, they have complementary pieces to these two studs. However, Simmons and Embiid, they're not going to win you a ring this year. But if Joel Embiid keeps up his play, which is top 15, top 10 level stuff, I think you can argue the Sixers would actually be a foolish to not trade Simmons for Harden and to open up a true championship window. If they're serious about winning now, you can make the case that Simmons and Embiid are not going to win you a ring. Harden and Embiid could win you a ring. And that they'd be, they'd be silly to not try that, considering that Simmons and Embiid are not going to get them as far as they'd like to be. Now, you can argue the other side, you know, Simmons has great potential and he's already going to be on, on a max deal. You're already going to be forced to surround him and Embiid on max deals with complementary assets. And when they're taking up that great of a percentage of your payroll, I don't think your ceiling is as high as they'd like. So for me, swapping Simmons for Harden would be smart. Um, if they're serious about winning a championship, you know, this year or in the next couple of years, anytime soon, Harden put Philly on his list. He's clearly, he just wants to go somewhere where he thinks he can win a championship. Philly's clearly one of those places. Brooklyn, definitely one of those places. Besides, I have to drop in here that I would shamelessly support a Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid Sixers team uh, if, if they managed to make a three-team deal work to send Harden to Brooklyn and Simmons to Houston. I don't think that's realistic. And I think out of teams that should trade for Harden, I think the Nuggets need to be taking a look at him. I think the Sixers should think about it at the very least Simmons and firsts for Harden. You would think Miami has an offer ready. I don't think they'll do it though. But we always say, you know, Oh, this player doesn't fit the heat culture. He'd never, he'd never work there. He'd, and then the the talent gets there and it fits like a glove because heat culture. And this pains me to say as a Nick fan, (laughs) the heat culture is just about working your ass off and getting the most you can out of the group of guys that you've got. If you've got James Harden and Jimmy Butler, like, yeah, I mean, I don't that's disagree one with hell of a group of talent. So to me, teams that trade for James Harden would not be foolish. Um, if a team like Sacramento gives up all their assets to get James Harden. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's foolish. If a team like New York trades all their young players just for James Harden, that's foolish. But there's a reason that those teams are not on James Harden's list. He wants to go somewhere. He thinks he can win a ring. It's just like, I can't see a team regretting moving for Harden right now if they have the structure and in, in their organization in place to make that work. For the Knicks specifically, as I just said, you know, they're just not in a place to make that work right now. They're not in a place to contend. If they move everything for Harden, then what do they have to put around Harden? Air. I would say the fans, but (laughs) yeah, even matter at this point. But my 
my issue with Harden, and frankly, a lot of the NBA right now in general, is the fact uh, I don't know if the NBA was really ready to start up so soon. You know, there's a lot of COVID issues that, of course, are going to come. But I think it's also making players kind of hatch out. You look at Kyrie sitting because he doesn't want to play. You look at Harden talking to the media like he's giving up on the team, like they're nothing, and then standing up and walking away. Uh, it's just, I mean, you're a professional athlete, and, and really, I think professional comes before athlete. You know, if you have a regular job, you don't walk up and walk away from, uh, I don't know, people who are, you don't walk away from your team if you're in sales and just say, screw it, I'm done with you guys. You guys, you're not good enough for me. I've been trying for years. You're not good enough. You know, it's, it's you don't give up like that. That's why I see it as giving up almost. I think he's, he's, he's not being a professional. And that's what I really have an issue with with a lot of these guys who they just think they can kind of walk around and do whatever just because they're these stars on a, on a big platform. And that's not the case. As far as where he's getting traded to, yeah, Chris, you, sum, you, you summed it up perfectly. He's got to go to a contender. There's no other reason why Harden would go anywhere else. Uh, I don't think this guy's ever winning a ring. I used to love him. Now I kind of dislike him because of his attitude and how he's changed against his team. Um, but I just – I don't know. I, I don't think Boston should trade for him because those guys were – it seems like every move they make is, is a good one. Uh, so I don't think they want to move and, and change things around for Harden. Denver is an interesting one. I, I was surprised by that choice. I would love to see what he could do in Miami because I think he would have to change his his style of play a bit to fit in with that culture. I would love to see him go to the Sixers, though, as my number one, just for the entertainment purpose of the NBA. Um, I think, like you said, Harden and MB could just be freaking insanely good as a duo. Uh, unstoppable even. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed as a whole in, in Harden and, and, you know, you could list Kyrie. But a lot of these guys who are – we're kind of taking advantage of their their role on a team as a professional during these strange times. Look, I I know that the NBA is all like player empowerment and you know, you got the last couple of years now it's been players have been forcing their way out of their original teams to either get traded away to go play with their buddies or they just leave in free agency and they just basically stick the middle finger at the organizations that drafted them and paid them. I think that while I'm all for player empowerment, I think it's time that you have to take a little bit of a hard look because you get a thing like the James Harden situation, Anthony Davis last year, two years ago. You want to look at another one? How about Kyrie Irving and just him as a whole ever since leaving Cleveland, how he's unraveled as that diva personality. And while the media hasn't done anything to really help him, because they just constantly take dumps on him all the time with his personality. And I genuinely believe that Kyrie Irving is a good person, like James Harden, like they're good people at heart. Yeah. I, I think that there's very few, if any, bad bones in their bodies. But when you publicly come out on a press conference and you just crap on your own team, and then you got the other weirdo who's going to birthday parties, same guy, by the way, that said that, we shouldn't play. It's not safe. And he's terrified of coronavirus and he's out to a party. I would just, I would just like to know how the NBA, like that should at least be at right now, a suspension for those comments. Cause the NBA is trying to do everything they can to keep the players safe. And they're just abusing their power. And I know that I'm going off a little bit here on a slippery slope, but I think it's time that Adam Silver and the NBA review the policy of player power and how that they, they let the players get so much power because the NBA essentially employs them, right? The NBA is essentially employs the players through the draft or 
GM's sign guys overseas and they're employing them. The players should not have the power to just destroy that organization and just paint them to beat the villain. Like, oh, like it's not my fault. Like my team stinks. No, they're trying to help you win. And James Harden, we can go back to privileged. He's gotten, ever since going to Houston, he's gotten everything that he's wanted. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Westbrook, uh, uh, Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, you know, Josh Smith. I mean, whatever was left of him. Coaching changes between McHale, Bickerstaff, D'Antoni, and now Silas. He got a whole GM front office uh, swap. He's gotten everything that he's wanted. I don't know why he's acting like this. Chris, I understand that some teams like can trade for him. Like they can physically do it. They have the assets to do it, but he's 31 years old. He's going to be 32. He's making so much money. Me personally, like I see it as it's just a little, it's foolish because you would have to give up if you're a desperate team, let's say you'd have to give up so much. But if you're a team like the Sixers, do you want to mortgage Ben Simmons and picks away for what? Two years maybe of James Harden still dropping 50 point triple doubles and I get that he's a transcendent player but is it really worth it is that's the 50 point triple he sleepwalks to those I know doubles it's like here's my tough to gauge it's really tough to gauge guys Harden clearly is not as serious as possible considering his weight his 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 effort his his comments on his own team he also doesn't think he can win in Houston. I know he's been losing for years, but if you take a shot at him, it's just you can't ask for much else from an offensive engine considering what he can do. And, you know, what What are you including for Harden in a trade? Right. Draft picks that you're praying can become a tenth of the player that he is, you know? Like, like if you're lucky, if you hit on your first-round pick, you might get a starter or you might get an all-star or maybe, maybe you had a top, top pick or you just home run steal and you got an all NBA player. But how often is that? Does that happen? Both it of you answer that question. How often does that happen? And that's why when you can get an MVP level player, you take the shot at the talent. You always bet on talent. Because you can say whatever about uh, players running the league or player power, but at the end of the day, you have to have a good front office. You have to have a good coaching staff. You have to have ownership that cares about various aspects of the team. But what is that all for? It's to get a product on the court that can win a championship. And if you have a chance to turn a young 24-year-old and you can take some draft picks, that if you're a good team will be at the back end of the first round, someone that you could sign on the free agent market for five mil on a one-year deal, or you, you can take a couple of those picks and that young player, and you can get an MVP level talent. That's why it's not a question to me. If you're Philly, if you're serious about winning a championship, if you think that you have an MVP level player in Joel Embiid and you can get another one in James Harden, how else are you planning on beating LeBron James and Anthony Davis? It's turned to a league of duos. Yeah, Nick Nick is right. <laughs> Nick is right. It is, it is that simple. I mean, yeah. What I, is I, what's your plan to beat LeBron and AD? Yeah, I what, would think that could be it. Really, 
and uh, if and if Philly does make it to the finals with Ben and Joel, I don't need to finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because LeBron and AD are going to wipe the floor with them. I was going to say I don't think they're getting there in the East. It, it just doesn't. And that's if they sense. get there. Yeah, that's if you know? they can beat out Milwaukee or Miami again. I don't see them making a finals run this year. But the half, team the out of respect, out of respect, I have to put them up there. Yeah. You can get yourself into the NBA Finals with this roster, maybe. If you get there, you will lose to the Los Angeles Lakers in six games or less. Yeah, that's <laughs> simple, I think. However, in that, <laughs> I think that at James Harden, just get out of Houston. That's all I think we can say. Yeah, that's but how I would say. Get him. We out also of- have another Houston star who was upset. Different sport this time. It's Deshaun Watson of the Houston oh, Texans, yeah. the quarterback. And, Nick, I'm going to start with you on this one because Watson, Chris, I'm sure you know this too, he's a top, what, seven quarterback? Five. I think. You could argue five. Five, maybe. Yeah. You five at worst. Yeah. If he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Four, maybe. Bill O'Brien traded away his best buddy, <laughs> or maybe his second best buddy if you want to include J.J. Watt. He traded him away for friggin' David Johnson. Didn't even get draft compensation in return for D Hop. He traded away D Hop, who is also Nick's buddy for fantasy. That is, <laughs> as he rolls his eyes, traded him away for washed-up David Johnson, who, like three years ago, was a Pro Bowl running back, possible All-Pro running back, and then just fell off the map after that one great season in Arizona, and he just gets traded for D Hop. I mean. And I, if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I, he is very mad at the Texans, rightfully so. Yeah. How the hell are you supposed to win with drugs, Brand, uh, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks? How are you going to win games, at least even compete for a wildcard spot with that? Not to mention that J.J. Watt obviously is not the same player that he was five years ago. You know, he didn't make a Pro Bowl in 2019 or an All-Pro, I don't think. No. He didn't have a great season this year. And they traded away their third overall pick, which was probably going to be a high pick anyway, to Miami. So, yeah. Nick, if you're Deshaun Watson, and I know that he wants to be traded, where the hell do you ask to go? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> where do you go? tough part. Because there's, like, there are a few teams that have quarterback openings or that need to be filled that could be improved upon. But at the same time, this guy went from – I don't know what the hell happened to Houston because they went to a team who was almost a playoff lock for three or four consecutive years who looked like they potentially could be contenders before they made any sort of – I mean, I, they got robbed with the trade for Hopkins. Oh, that, yeah, there's no doubt right, about that. At this point. Um, but, yeah, they have nothing over there in Houston. I, I don't know – I don't have any sort of – not pity, but I don't blame Deshaun Watson at all. The team stinks. He's by far the best player on the team, and he's got really nothing around him to help. Defense is subpar at best. I mean, you could look at certain teams. You could look at maybe the Falcons if they wanted to see him to try and do something. Matt, Matt Ryan's getting older. Uh, he's got a couple more good seasons in him. But I think if you pair Watson with Ridley and Julio and all these guys, that's, that's a scary, scary offense. It already is scary. Um, but I've, I've, been, I've been riding a Falcons way for a while. I think they're a much better team than their record showed. Thank you, Dan um, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, Dan Quinn probably is to blame for that. Well, by the way, Dan Quinn got hired for the Cowboys defensive coordinator job. Yeah, so I did see that too. Talk so about blowing leads, Cowboys I'm hoping, fans. I'm hoping I hope, that's I a hope. good thing for us Giants fans. Yeah, there you go. Um, Speaking of the Giants, you know, Nick, might not might not be a horrible idea. Chris, yeah, actually, you know, Chris, you I can, don't want to give up on Daniel Jones yet. But 
uh, if I think if you could somehow get Deshaun Watson, how do you not? Uh, I'd be draft picks and stuff. I don't know, man. But I don't see the Giants trading oh, yeah. for Deshaun Watson. No, no shot. No shot. I don't. I think, uh, man, with Deshaun, I gotta say first, you say what? I don't know what's going on in Houston. What's going on in Houston is Jack Easterby. That's that's what's going on in Houston. Let's get that. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Uh, they narrowed down, they hired a firm, they narrowed down their head coaching search to five candidates and who gets hired? Jack Easterby's mystery sixth candidate. Not any of the five recommended to them by the firm they hired. Morons, I can't take it. And, um, not, not anyone's choice. Deshaun had his, his input taken and ignored by Jack Easterby. Jack Easterby is a motivational speaker who has uh, slithered his way up to the top of the Texans' brain trust. I don't know about the Falcons. The Falcons are a team I could see doing a trade, like moving up for fields or something, letting him learn under Ryan for a year, and then moving on from Ryan, trading him to San Francisco, to Shanahan, or wherever else. Teams for Deshaun, man, can't, I think the can Jets, never that's rule the out other, Belichick. Other team I can think of. Can never rule out Belichick. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I got to say, I think the, the, the number one team that should be banging on Houston's door to fleece them again. Oh, no. Miami, Tua, and first-round picks for Deshaun. Uh, I would I don't say think, does not pull the trigger. I don't think no. Tua has it. I think he's grossly overrated by Miami's fan base. I agree. I think they're worried about him because he visibly does not have it. You know, it, it. Just it factor. He doesn't have it. It. And that is why I would take him and several picks and have them out the door for a top four to five quarterback in the National Football League. I Look, I think you're both in the right headspace, Chris. Obviously, like just – robbery with the Dolphins again. I mean, that would just be a nightmare for Houston fans. Nick, I think the Falcons take is very interesting because I, while I do agree that Matty Ice is starting to slow down, I mean, he's still a very good quarterback. But um, I, I was looking at um, between your Giants, that was one of the three. It was the Giants, the Patriots, and the Jets. Now, here's why I say the Jets. You're obviously not going to get Trevor Lawrence, you know, as, as, uh, sad it might, as sad as that might be for those fans. Shout out to Ryan Greg, Gregware, by the way, and John Luca. And you're probably better off taking an offensive weapon like a Jamar Chase, uh, Devonta Smith, or, I don't know, Jalen Waddell, if you really want to, if you have to trade away picks to get Watson, if you want to trade down, you're probably better off taking a weapon addressing other areas of the team and it probably is not the worst um idea to take a chance on Deshaun Watson especially if and I think you can both agree the Jets are going to sign one of the four top receivers in the free agent class whether that be between praying they overpay Juju (laughs) (laughs) but between him I think Chris Godwin I think he'll hit the market Ken Galladay even though I think he'll go to the Giants and then Allen Robinson. Really? I do. You think the Giants get Galladay? I, I think, think the Lions so. Tag him? 
I don't know, but I think they'll give him enough money. But here's why I say if they're going to sign a weapon and they're going to draft Godwin. Him, just go all in for Deshaun Watson. You can give Allen Robinson money. You have a lot to spend. What do you have to lose at this point? I mean, no offense, but Makai yeah. Becton's a stud. I really like him. He's a six foot seven David Bakhtiari in my eyes as a Packers fan. But what do you have to lose at this point? Just give A-Rob the money, trade for Watson, draft the weapon, and see what you got. Because I genuinely think their line's not horrible, and I'm glad they fired Adam Gase. So they've cleaned up some things, but what do you have to lose at this point? I, just th- I think it, that Watson should go to the Jets because they have the most money to spend. And I know that Joe Douglas, he's not the brightest of people. He's, he's no Bill O'Brien, but he's not the brightest of people. But I think he can understand that I have Deshaun Watson. Let me put some weapons. I think Douglas is a, I'm a Giants fan, but I don't think Douglas is a bad GM at all. I think he's not he's bad, but like he's not. So he's not amazing. But he's not amazing. He released Le'Veon Bell for like nothing. <laughs> he probably had some trade value. I mean, people don't trade for running backs, but no, yeah, not on that contract. And at not that, that point, it's about would you rather get the production from Le'Veon Bell or? save a little money and get the better draft pick, I guess. I guess. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I really blame him there. But Nick, I mean, uh, you being, you, well, you're both Giants fans, but Nick, what I did say, Ken Galladay shows up. He could. I think that he will. But would, would you agree that maybe trading away dimes, um, I don't know, maybe a, a couple picks like between second round and sixth round, like in that range somewhere? If you have to give up like three picks to get Watson, is it worth it? I just want to start with you on that. For the uh, I want to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for kind of these, these big moves in, in any sport, I think. Um, I, of course, yeah, I want to see a, a, a star quarterback in New York. Uh, that hasn't – I mean, Eli was, of course, great, a great franchise quarterback, but a star could be considered a stretch, especially through the later years of his career. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Watson's clearly a stud, uh, that has been proven. And if, I mean, also, again, I've said it so many times on the show, Saquon Barkley will be back next season. Right. If you put those two back there together, you got the giants have a, they don't have a star receiver, I would say, but they have a good receiving core you put around them. And then if you want to go ahead and and see if you could sign Galladay, sure. Great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for making moves. I think again, we, we similar to the NBA, the only way you can, get stuff to happen in this league is or in any sport is putting pieces together and seeing how they play. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I would love to see it if they could somehow make that happen. Sure. It could be in, close to impossible, but if they can somehow get it going, sure. There's a lot of possibilities and opportunities for Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Will they be able to make a trade that benefits them and the team that is getting Watson? If that even does happen, we will have to wait and see. But, Nick, you and I had a little friendly pick competition once again. This time it was Wild Card Weekend. So we are going to start reviewing our picks, and we're going to start with the Bills and Colts game. Bills win 27-24. Chris, also feel free to jump in if you want to give a quick little spiel about anything. Um, I said last episode, Nick, that the Bills were going to trip on the way to a win, and – they did. I told you the Indianapolis Colts were going to give him a little bit of a fight because this is a scrappy, well-put-together defense led by Darius Leonard and um, Justin Houston, who's a voice. I mean, he's not the best defensive player on that side, but 
He is a big voice. And um, DeForest Buckner was wreaking havoc all last game. But the, Colt, uh, the Bills walk away. Josh Allen threw five spectacular Aaron Rodgers-like throws in a row in the second quarter, all in sequence, by the way, to Gabriel Davis. He caught two of them, and then Diggs had one. Are the Bills for real? I, I think they might be. And you have yeah, them too. I've, I've, I've said they're for real for sure. Um, it's just really the matter of fact, are teams more for real than they are? You know, I, I, yeah. Ravens, Colts, or excuse me, Ravens, Bills is, again, this, this playoff slate, these teams, these matchups, I'm just like, wow, every game is great. Uh, you have no idea really what's going to happen. You know, the, the Bills could come and show out and be dominant, but so could the Ravens. So I think these games <laughs> – are going to be great. I would say they're certainly for real, but a lot of other teams, I would say almost every team that's remaining could be considered for real in, in the playoffs. So uh, that'll be interesting to see as the weekend comes around. Next game that uh, you and I were talking about, and we actually split on this one. Los Angeles Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks 30 to 20. I picked the Rams. You picked the Seahawks. Yeah. Chris, I want to bring you in for this one. I told Nick that <laughs> the Seahawks, who have had problems stopping the run all year, they didn't stop Cam Akers, and the Rams are considered one of the worst running teams in the league. But were you surprised by, by this at all? No. No? I was uh, – I didn't do it, and uh, I'll, I'll keep things hypothetical for legal reasons. But I, I was thinking about hypothetically taking the Rams spread. I decided against it. Nick, I, I also did violate you a little bit on the Instagram <laughs> with the office meme. Like I was going to put myself up there for the Titans-Ravens game, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but I think, I think I, uh, Seahawks got exposed. I, I'm not surprised, man, that that offense was a mess, mm-hmm. and it looked like it, and then they don't have an O-line, and then the Rams defense is really good, like really, really good, and that was the game. And I, I hate to make it sound that simple, but I think yeah. this time – it was that simple. It was. You're right. <laughs> very, very. I think you guys both put it best. I mean, well, it seems to me that even though Jared Goff might be a bot at quarterback, he, uh, the rest of the team is just that good. So I guess it really doesn't matter. And, Nick, here's the last game from Saturday. Tampa Bay beats the football team 31-23. Um, I feel bad because I really, I really thought this should have been the Giants, but unfortunately it was yeah. not. But – the it's Washington a, football team actually gave Tampa Bay a little run for their money, which we did not expect. We actually expected a blowout, both of us, because we had the Bucks winning by a lot. But yeah, it was it was a good game to watch. I just it was. One of my friends said, uh, "Well, I, I wanted the football team to pull through." But one of my friends said he he made it very simple, and I think this is the truth. This game was over before it started. You know, I agree. No, there was no chance Taylor Heineke and the football <laughs> take down Tom Brady. There's just no uh, way. Poor you know, Taylor. There's no shot. They put up a great fight. Don't get me wrong. They did. No, yeah. It's that easy to say. Don't get me wrong. That's all I got for that game. Jumping over to Sunday, which is the church day, as most of you would know if you're Italian and you're a very religious Catholic Italian family. Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans 20 to 13. I picked the Titans. Nick picked the Ravens. I look like a fool because I said Derek Henry was going to run all over this team. And you know what? It was actually Lamar Jackson. And I have to give credit to, to the Ravens front. They did about as good of a job as anyone that I have seen this year stopping Derrick Henry other than my Green Bay Packers in week 16. But this is the best defensive job we've seen on the King himself, I think, all year. Um, where do the Titans go from here, guys? I mean, kind of up in the air at this point. 
I'd stay there. I would say they're okay. It's tough. Uh, the Ravens, again, we said are one of the most dangerous teams to play. Um, I think they're all right. We also can't forget that they almost went to the Super Bowl last year, the Titans. Did. Um, and then to get knocked out by the team who was supposed to be the Super Bowl favorite from last year, it was, it was revenge. That was why I picked the Ravens. So it makes sense to me. I think they're okay. Uh, and I think Ravens-Bills, like I said before, is going to be spectacular. That Ravens storyline, same for me. I was excited for the comeback, and I, I backed the comeback, and they, they made the comeback. So they did beat the Titans. <laughs> A lot of um, comeback words. <laughs> I, I got to say, I don't know about Buffalo, man. Oh, yeah, I that's... think Buffalo can take them down. I don't know about them being able to beat Buffalo. I, I think I'd pick the Bills if I had to, if I had to. But I'm torn. I think I'm going to stay away from that game because I'm actually torn. Yep. I, I mean, a lot of people probably are. And, you know, it is a really close game to call. Very evenly matched teams, I'd say. Moving on to the, uh, as Mad Dog Russolo said, the Nickelodeon broadcast game. The New Orleans Saints annihilate the Chicago Bears 21-9. to uh, I mean, we really don't really have to spend too much time on this one other than uh, Bears fans say goodbye to Allen Robinson. So Yeah, he should be gone. Yeah, that game was out. out. <laughs> I thought it was going to blow out more so than 21-9. But. And I feel bad because they didn't start throwing him the ball until the fourth quarter. So Matt Nagy and just hates him that much. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was that simple. There was no chance. There was no chance they were going to win that. Even though their defense is good, that offense is just so lost. It's like you want to throw up. Last game of the wild card weekend slate, the Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen, percolating, annihilating, devastating, committing genocide against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 48-37, headlined by a 28-0 first quarter, two touchdowns responsible via Kareem Hunt, a.k.a. Hareem, fan favorite, and friend of the channel, just kidding. I mean, the Steelers, this, this is a bad look. I can't really put it any other way. Juju, I mean, the hell, man. Get off of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they blew it. They, <laughs> they blew it big time. They it's... blew it big time. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here on The Tantalizing Truth. We thank Chris coming over from Nick's Film School to join us. Make sure you go check him out on Twitter. Make sure to thank follow you for me having me, guys. At the Tantalizing Truth Show, always posting content. You know, we're always violating people with memes. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the show on Spotify. And please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Chris, for joining us today. For Nick Feta, I'm Thomas Aiello saying so long, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys.